Hallelujah. I'll, I'll take that. Don't you just love God's presence? It's better than any high you could ever experience. It's better than any buzz you could ever get. When God comes, and, and He doesn't give you a hangover. He, he, it's good. Hallelujah. Do you want to get to know God more today? I want to talk this morning for a few minutes on fear. And as we're worshiping this morning, I believe God was dealing with things and, and, and dealing with us. And, and I believe the word that he gave me fits right in. And I, I wanted to jump right in on the wind of, of the Spirit and on the the moving of the Holy Spirit. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to 40, Psalm 46. I want to take a few minutes talking about fear. What is fear? I want us to, to keep in mind and keep in perspective what the Holy Spirit has done this morning. I believe, I believe God touched people's lives this morning. And I want to, with respect to that, I want to just give you a few thoughts and hopefully a little perspective on understanding our God better. And we're going to read from Psalm 46, but before I go there, if you just want to keep your Bibles there, I just want to talk for fear. There, there's two opposites in life that you experience. When you see fear, you either have fear or you have faith. It's like they're opposite. They don't coexist. They don't coexist. When you have fear, you've eliminated faith. And when you have faith... You've eliminated fear. They, they, they're, they're not mutually related. They are exclusive, one or the other. And in life, we often experience fear. Now, there's some fear, I believe, that is healthy with respect to respecting authority, respecting God, respecting your parents, fearing your mom and dad. I'm not talking about that fear. I'm talking about a fear which, which takes place of faith. A fear which comes and it invades and it actually takes over what faith should be standing for. And as we've been worshiping this morning, I believe God wants to give you a revelation of who He is today that doesn't just get you by for the week, but puts you at a different level of relationship and a different level of understanding. 
Do you know God is not a God of fear? He is not a God of fear. So what is fear? Fear is an emotion. It is an emotion that is triggered by an event or something that happens. And what happens, it, it's, it's, a, it's a perceived threat. So it's, it's triggered by a perceived threat. It's not necessarily the actual happening of it so much as it's the thought that it could happen. Faith is also a thought. Faith is also a thought. And where fear takes a perceived threat, faith takes God. And when you operate and you walk in faith, what you're doing is you are walking above the level of fear. You are walking in an aspect of understanding and trusting God, when you walk in fear, what you are doing is you are walking in a thought process that causes you to behave in a certain manner. Fear starts and originates in the mind. The amazing thing about fear is when people actually have fear, it goes from their mind and it sends signals to their heart. And I found this interesting as I was looking at it. They say people will actually run faster when they're in fear. Why? Because there's a perceived threat. Their brain, their, their neurons, the cells in their body, um, it sends a signal and the blood and the heart starts pumping and pumping and actually your muscles get stronger and you will actually run faster when you're in fear. That's why you can never catch your children when you want to spank them. Faith operates in a similar way. Faith starts up here. Faith comes by hearing. And what happens is when you have faith, you hear something, and what you do is you process it here, and you know what? It affects your heart. And as I was meditating on this, I thought, that's amazing. Fear and faith have such a similar process, but they have such a great different outcome. And faith comes, and you take it, and you process it here, and it affects you here. And when you have faith in God, it's not just a natural aspect, but there's a spiritual, your life, the heart of who you are gets affected. Faith liberates, fear captivates. Have you ever met somebody who is so paralyzed in fear that they literally will not do something? I mean, we have natural phobias. People are afraid of bridges. People are afraid of this. And they will actually not do something. When you walk in fear, what happens is that fear captivates and that fear, the perceived threat, 
actually controls you. It's not the actual event that controls you. It's the perceived threat. How you process that actual threat actually causes you to either clam up, stop, freak out, withdraw, get paralyzed when you operate in fear. This morning, I believe God wants to do something in your lives. I believe God wants to break you of fears that you've had or that you have. And how do you do that? We're going to see that in a few minutes and we're going to see some verses. But I wanted to just, I want to lay down a little bit of a thought. Fear, fear is powerful. I had a fear. I got when I grew up, I never took medicine. My parents believed, <laughs> it was funny how they believed it. They believed out of necessity. They didn't have money to pay for medical, so they believed God would take care of the kids. And then they went out and had nine of them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if you're going to believe that, have one kid, don't have nine. <laughs> it's like, why are you really putting God to the test? So they believed that some of their faith was out of necessity. And I never took medicine as a child. So I had a fear of pills. I still have a real hard time taking anything larger than a kernel of corn. But I got married and, and I experienced a headache, which I had not really experienced much before. <laughs> they are not related. It's not related. It was because of what I was working on. And I knew I, I, I knew I would get in trouble without Winona being here. I knew I'd say something. But I had this fear of taking medicine that I would gag and choke. And what would happen is Winona would stand there and she'd go, take it, take it, take it. And I'd be going, I can't, I can't, I can't. And, and my hand, which, and it literally paralyzed me. It and the more I thought about it, the less I could swallow. Have you ever, you know, have you ever, and what happened was I took all this stock and this fear of what would happen and gagging, my gagging reflex, and I placed everything on that perceived threat. Faith is very similar. What do you think about something? All of you right now are expressing faith. All of you, as you sit down, are expressing faith in that chair that you're sitting in. If you didn't believe the chair would hold you up, you would not sit in it. And what happens is faith is very similar in how it operates to fear but they're not, they don't work at the same time. It's either or. And in life we have situations where things happen where fear comes. Okay, I do not want to negate fear because there's, it's a reality. But what I want to talk about is how do we deal with the fear when it comes. 
Because I, as I read the Psalms, and I've been reading the Psalms a lot, and I'm finding that David really had a lot of issues. I mean, you read one Psalm, and he goes from one extreme to the other extreme. I was talking to somebody this week. I had an amazing week. The Lord is my shepherd. I put that on. We were up at our cabin. I put that on the wall. Winona did for me. And this week, I had to call on my shepherd. And he had to restore my soul because I had a fun week. I was on the phone with somebody talking about a situation. And they said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, I've been reading David. And I kind of like, you know, I'm saying, Lord, I'm, I'm praying what David prayed over this individual. Lord, smite him. I had, I had an interesting week. So what do you do when something happens and it causes, and, and, and the, the psychologists and the doctors, they refer to it as either a fight or a flight mentality. When you, when you are, are in, in, encountered with that fear or that situation that comes, you either fight it or you flight. Pastor Nelson was sharing this morning, and he shared a few weeks ago about contending for the faith. We live in a world where we need to contend for our faith. Man, do not think you can just sit back and it's going to be okay. You've got to fight for your faith. Not fight for your right to party, but fight for your faith. You've got to fight for your faith. Fear is when the mind affects the heart, and so is faith. I want to read you a passage here in Psalm 46, and then I want to talk about how we combat it. And I just, Pastor Daniel read that passage in Psalm, from Psalm 121. I haven't gotten that far yet, and I won't do it next Sunday because I think he might be doing it. Psalm 46, we've been looking the last few weeks, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Last week, the Lord is my shepherd, what shall I want? This week, it says God, and I just love these statements, they're just statements that the psalmist makes. God is our refuge and strength. I heard one amen. I'll do it again. God is our refuge and strength. Who is your refuge? Who is your strength? He is a very present help in trouble. Thank God for that. He is present to help when you're in trouble. I make a mess and I find that I get in trouble a lot. Sometimes I do things without even thinking. And I've done things without thinking and I find myself in trouble. And I read this verse and it says he's a very present help in trouble.
Therefore, we will not fear. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he's so simple, he can say in two sentences, in about 15 words, what I've been trying to say for 15 minutes. You say, well, then just read the Bible and let us go. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Hallelujah. My God is a refuge to me. He is a shelter to me. He is like protecting from the storm. He is my strength. He's my strength, not me. And the last time I checked, he's the strongest man alive. He can take anybody on and spit them out without even breaking a sweat. And he's a very present help. I, I just love that. A very present. When you look at that, the word very just means it's like overemphasizing. God likes to overemphasize things in our lives. I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. He didn't just say, I just come to give you life. He says, I'm just going to overemphasize it. I've come to give it abundantly. Five, five loaves, two fish. My goodness, if he fed 15 people, I'd be impressed. He fed, fed 5,000 and he had 12 baskets left over. He says, let's see what you do with this. Abundant. My grace is sufficient for you. It's not just enough, it's sufficient. And when you look at it, you find out that their cup runs over. There's more than enough. And he says, I'm a very present. And that word present means encounter. Man, I like it when my trouble encounters my God. Therefore, because of that, because I know that he's my refuge and he's my strength and he's my help when I'm in trouble, because of that, I'm not going to fear. Can I hear somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Therefore, we will not fear. And then I want you to see what causes fear. Though the earth should change. I mean, that, that's a pretty drastic thing. Have, you, have any of you experienced your world around you changing? Has any of you experienced what you thought was real, terra firma, solid, stable? This is my world. All of a sudden, it changes and it gets rocked. And life as you know it is completely different today than it was yesterday. It's a matter of a heartbeat and all of a sudden the earth shakes. I've experienced that. And I know many of you have experienced just a moment, just a heartbeat, just a breath. And all of a sudden what you experienced yesterday or what you even experienced 10 seconds ago is completely irrelevant. Now this is different. Though the earth should change, I don't fear. Though the earth change, I don't fear. Though my world around me is changing, my God is the one that I look to, and He doesn't change. 
And though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Have you ever seen a mountain slip into the sea? I haven't. And I'm not talking about no sci-fi stuff that shows it. But it would be amazing. It would be horrendous. And I know what happens on the news when they figure an earthquake has happened and there's a tsunami. And how everybody panics. Get on higher ground. Do this. Do that. And they get all, all this protocol. Why? Because they fear. I mean, you got to be honest. you got to be real. But in life... When those things happen around you and you look at your landscape and the mountains that you used to see are getting thrown into the sea and the earth that you used to think was stable and solid, all of a sudden it rattles, it shakes, and it's completely different and it changes. You do not have to fear when that happens. Why? Because my God's in control. My God is the one that I look to. And he says, not only when the earth shakes, not only when the mountains slip into the sea, but though the waters roar and foam. Last week we saw the Lord is my shepherd and we saw how the waters were still. And waters represent transition. That's what takes you from one place to the next. And he says, though, even though the waters roar and foam and they're all troubled, the things that you thought would take you from one place to the next, now you can't travel them. You can't go on them. You can't navigate them. Don't fear. And though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, our God is a refuge. And this morning in worship, I just felt God was saying, get to know me, 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 get to know who I am. I am your refuge. I am your refuge. You don't have to fear. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to figure things out. You just know that He is your refuge. When everything hits the fan, I'm glad that He's my refuge. And this morning in worship, God was saying, get to know me. Get to know me. We sang that. I want to know you. This morning, I believe God wants to take your fear and turn it around and put it as faith. God wants to take what you had as fear and He wants to turn it around and cause it to be faith. I'm going to give you a few thoughts on how you do that. Mm. God is my refuge and strength. I love His Word. It is so simple. It is so simple. God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. It almost sounds English. A very present help in trouble. Look at somebody 
and tell them, God is my strength. Look at somebody. Declare that. God is my strength. Faith comes by hearing. Tell somebody, God is my strength. Tell somebody, God is my refuge. Jennifer, God is my refuge. Trevor, God is my strength. Smitty, he is a very present help when I'm in trouble. Amen. Amen. Say that to somebody. Speak it. David here is saying, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. I don't need to read 758 verses. I could just read one verse and that's enough for me. And if it's God's word, do I believe it or not? That was just the birth records. It's okay. It wasn't the word of God. So how do you combat fear? You need to develop a God dependency. You need to develop a God dependency, not a codependency. A codependency is when you look at somebody else to be your strength and your support system. You need to look to God to be your strength and your support system. If you look to me, I will fail you. Because I'm just like you. I am human. But when I look to God, He never fails. And I believe we have in our Christian experiences and in our Christian life, we have many codependent relationships. And we need to take those and respell them and make them God dependent relationships. He is my refuge. Not Pastor David is my refuge. God is my refuge. Not Pastor Nelson is my refuge because he doesn't even know how to take pills. So don't trust in Pastor Nelson. I'm just being silly. Develop a God-dependent relationship. That's how you combat fear. In other words, it says perfect love casts out fear. You know what love is? Love is God. So you need to get, the more you get to know God, the more you get to know His love, the more that casts out fear. I have some things that I don't even fear about because I trust God so much that I know that He is my provider and He is my strength. And He is my refuge and my strength. And he is a very present help in trouble. I kind of use that one a lot. How do you combat fear? You introduce your fear to your faith. Introduce them. Fear freaks out. Like fear just exhibits fear when it, when it meets faith. When you have that thing that comes up that causes you to have fear, you say, God's word says this. And because God's word says, and rehearse it, say it. Don't just think it. Start speaking it. And you speak God's word, and it deals with that fear. Five years ago, I had an aneurysm, and I quit my job. Before I quit my job, I couldn't take a day off without thinking how much it would affect me financially. I quit my job, and my whole financial picture changed. 
to the worst condition, but to a better condition. And I don't fear what I used to fear. You can ask Pastor Nelson. He would ask me and invite me to go to conferences and say, this is available, and I would tell him, I can't miss work. In fact, it got to the point where he didn't even ask me as much because I wouldn't be able to go, whether it was because my work or the money, but it was something that I feared. And God says, well, we're going to have fun with that one, David. You're going to quit your job. And you're going to have faith. I introduce my fear to my faith. See if they shake hands. I don't think they will. How do you combat fear? Be careful what you entertain. Be careful what you entertain because after a while they want to bring house guests. After a while, it's not just good enough that they're there. Now they want to bring their friend. After a while, it's not just good enough that, that they've got residents. Now they figure, oh, we've got squatting rights. We're going to bring our buddies, our minions, our friends with us. Watch out what you entertain. When you have the theater playing on in your mind, put it on good things. It says in the Bible, whatsoever things are good, think on these things. If you want to combat fear... Watch out what you entertain up here. I do not allow certain things to happen up here. Because if I allow them up here, they affect me here and it affects me here. I will not allow certain things. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. How do you combat fear? I gave you three things. Develop a God dependency. I mean, you, you should write this down. This is good. Like I might even tweet it this week. Develop a God dependency. That is something you do. That's not something I do for you. That's something you do. And you develop it by saying, God, I need you. I am desperate for you. As the deer pants after the water, so my soul longs after you. Lord, there is nothing that I do without you. Take all your codependent relationships and all those things that you draw on other people and reconnect the dot to God. If you're looking for somebody for emotional support, look to God for emotional support. If you're looking to somebody else to be your one that you can cry on, start crying out to God. David says in the Psalms, my bed got drenched from tears. Start crying out to God. If somebody else is your Jehovah Jireh, start making God your Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider, not your boss. Not your boss. God is your provider. He might work through your boss, but God is your provider. He's the one that brings raises. He's the one that brings promotion. He's the one that makes paths in front of you, not your boss. 
And if you're a businessman, God is the one that is the best contractor to deal with. Start making your relationships God-dependent. Introduce your fear to your faith. Say, hey, fear of pills, meet God and see who runs. Hey, fear of the future, here's the God who knows my future. Hey, fear of what I'm to do, meet the one who's designed me and created me and gave me a specific purpose. You try to mess with that. Introduce your fear to your faith. Somebody said, when fear starts knocking on the door, send faith to open it. Faith, you're going to have a busy week. And the third thing on how you combat fear is you be careful what you entertain. Don't put parties on in your mind that you can't handle. Be careful what you entertain. Hallelujah. Do you receive that this morning? We're going to have an offering in a few minutes. Pastor Daniel's going to come up. And we're going to have some announcements. And then after the announcements, we're all going to go outside and we're going to pray for the container. It's ready to go to Brazil. So before we do that, um, if I could have the usher or somebody go and get all the children from the Sunday school, if the teacher, we're just going to bring all the kids back while we do the offering and announcements. So I'll give you a moment to uh, run over there and get all the kids. I just want to close right now. God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of fear. And this morning, as we are worshiping, God was saying, get to know me. Get to know me. Get to know who I am. And I believe God wants to take your fear and replace it with his faith. And for me, I'll be honest with you, it's as simple as reading Psalm 46, verse 1, and memorizing it. If you need a place to start, why not start there? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear, though the earth change. Get to know God by rehearsing His word. You start telling your dad what he says and your dad starts to do what he says. I did that literally with my dad. Dad, you said if I did this, I would get that. Our God works even better than that. He just says, believe me. If you want to change your fears, this morning you start by rehearsing his word. Take the fear out of the way and put the faith in its place. Amen. We're going to pray. Pastor Daniel's going to come do the offering. Heavenly Father, you are so amazing. 
And I thank you for your word. Like you didn't just create us and then leave us. You created us and then you gave us this manual to live by. And your manual says that you're my strength. Your manual says that you're my refuge. Your manual says that you're a very present help when I'm in trouble. And I rehearse that to you this morning. And therefore, even though my world might be shaking, even though the mountains that are around me might be crashing into the sea, even though the water around me is so foamy and vicious, I'm not going to fear because you are my refuge. You are my strength. And you are my help. Very present help when I'm in trouble. Lord, I ask for faith to arise in our hearts this morning that we would honor you by obeying your word, reading it, and doing your word. In your precious name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Pastor Daniel offering an announcements, and then we're going to go outside and we're going to pray over the container.